Hey there. So 2021 was the year of the quitter. It's no secret. It's been all over the news. You've probably heard about the record number of people who have left their jobs. 4.5 million Americans quit their jobs in November, the biggest number on record. A year and a half into the pandemic, the number of people in the U.S. quitting their jobs is still growing. After this newscast, I'm resigning. Well, over 20 million people quit their jobs in the second half of 2021. I finally joined the Great Resignation. And I'm sure you've heard that phrase by now, the Great Resignation. The Great Resignation. The Great Resignation. The Great Resignation. Well, it got us thinking about how this is all going down in and around Chicago. So we asked you to share your stories. We ended up hearing from a hundred people who did all kinds of jobs and had all kinds of reasons for leaving. So we're going to share three of those stories with you. And you'll hear some of the common themes that emerged, like people feeling burned out or desperately needing a change. And that despite the risk and fear that comes with leaving a job you know, after making the decision to quit, people felt happier, more relaxed. That's next. Curious City is supported by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in the day, how would you use it? BetterHelp Online Therapy can help you figure out what's most important to you so you can prioritize it. Learn to make time for what makes you happy. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Curious City today to get 10% off your first month. Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I discovered authors I had never heard of and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Steph. I had been working as a registered nurse on a COVID general medicine unit at a hospital for 11 months. I've been a truck driver for 40 years. My name is uh, Rick Offhouse, and uh, the last 26 years I spent with one company. My name is Kristen. I had been working as a specialty barista for a little over two and a half years at a specialty shop in Wicker Park. Originally when I started trucking, I was uh, over the road all 48 states. A lot of it was 60 plus hours and you might uh, think you're having a short day and all of a sudden something else pops up and you might be stuck waiting three or four hours till they got the that load ready to go back to the plant. And, you know, the people there, they're just working eight hour shift, you know, they get it out and you're just stuck waiting. I don't think that it's fair to say what a typical day is in a hospital on a floor because there's no such thing. A good word to describe it would probably be madness for the first few hours. My duties and the duties of all of my coworkers were pretty expansive. So customer service, cashiering, Pretty intricate prep work for flavor syrups and preparing espresso and uh, maintaining the machines.
you know, when I was running the local with the deliveries, he just got tired of the stores not uh, doing their part and week after week after week seeing the same <laughs> problems. So it just wore out and I was uh, felt it was time for a change. The nurses are really the ones who are on the floor the whole time with the eyes on the patients. In a night shift, it might be only nurses who ever see these patients. So you really have the patient's care in your hands, in your team's hands, from this minute you walk in to the minute you leave. So that's a roller coaster for the next 13 hours. And then the pandemic hit, and that was sort of a real turning of the tide. There was a tremendous amount of back and forth between the cafe and the owner. We made it very clear what we were comfortable with, how we wanted to reopen, what we needed to make it safe. And we were met with a tremendous amount of resistance and we were really given very little of what we needed. The amount of stress in that environment is not sustainable if you're not passionate about it. One of the biggest issues that's facing nursing right now, especially in the U.S., was this sense that there was really no effort to maintain the staff that were already there, to give in to what our requests were in terms of better patient-staff ratios or hazard pay or whatever it was. Why should I go to work for 60 plus hours a week and my pension will work out to about a $15 an hour job? And I figured if I can find a $15 an hour job for 40 hours a week with benefits, that would get me through till I, I qualify for Medicare in a few years. We were so burnt out and so overworked and overwhelmed and felt really pretty disrespected in our work on a personal level and also on a financial level. And there was no way that we could keep making excuses for our work environment or keep justifying how miserable we were. So we all left. I struggled to finally make the decision to leave primarily because I really felt I was leaving my coworkers and my team behind to kind of deal with this pandemic that I was by their side, working with them in the trenches, you could say. And I felt like I was throwing in the towel and leaving them to kind of not pick up the pieces, but to continue to do the job that I just didn't feel like I was strong enough to continue to do or didn't desire to. So I really struggled with um, knowing when it was the right time. So, you know, I went in and uh, I told them I was giving them my two weeks notice. So then, you know, on my last day, it was basically, and it's just like another day at the office, just got up at 4.30 and got to work and started at 6. And, you know, with the trucking, you don't really see a lot of your coworkers because they're all out on making their runs and stuff. And I basically just parked the truck and kind of looked at it, gave it a pat, and, and 
know, walked away and it was uh, a little, you know, melancholy because I had done it for so long and I did have uh, one of the drivers had been through the yard. So I had him take a couple pictures of me with the truck for posterity, but that was it. <laughs> the next Monday, I just started my new job. I sent a text to my manager telling him what my last day would be. And then sort of this flood of relief came over me. And I got so excited when I realized that there was a light at the end of the tunnel that I basically jumped up on the counter and I was like, quit your job, you can do it. I did it, I finally did it. And I ran out to the front of the cafe, which is on a busy street in Wicker Park, and I was jumping up and down. And I was like, quit your job, quit your job today. Because, you know, there's all these patios up and down the street and all of these bartenders and servers out on the patios on this like warm summer day and all of these confused and horrified customers sitting there. It felt really exciting. <laughs> so I had notified my manager that I was leaving, I think about a month before I did. And I really wanted to give what I thought was an appropriate amount of time to just be respectful to my managers, my coworkers, because I think that that can work best for everyone to have enough time to um, plan for someone's departure when the floor in the hospital has been dealing with nurses just leaving left and right. I wanted to do the most I could to mitigate the damage of having another staff member leave. I was sad to have my last day. I mean, when you go through the things that we did together, you're really forging something stronger than just a friendship. It was bittersweet, definitely. But uh, the main feeling for me on my last day was relief. Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I discovered authors I had never heard of and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts. I had seen these uh, buses running around and I saw where they were parked and it's like a minibus paratransit or um, dial-a-ride. So we just serve the local community, you know, for medical appointments or to their job and back or shopping. You know, as driving, it's helping out the community, you know, using the skills of my career, but just not the time commitment that truck driving requires. And uh, they were looking for full-time drivers. The pay had gone up and it had benefits. So that's what I needed. Because I was kind of thinking I'd, you know, just start looking at factories or warehouse work. You know, something that wasn't too hard, kind of a Monday through Friday. 
kind of job, which is what this is. Right now, I'm in school. I'm in graduate school, and that's going really well. I don't even have to set an alarm anymore. And I was kind of still waking up when I used to, but not anymore. It's more like 5.30 or so, I start stirring, and I don't have to get up and hit the ground running. It's kind of nice. I'm working in jobs where I do feel like the way that I'm treated and the way that I'm paid relative to the amount of work I'm expected to do is much more fair. It feels a lot different than it did before. Now I am working as a community health nurse at a federally qualified health center. So our patient population is primarily underinsured and uninsured. It is for me a much better fit because the analogy that I like to use is in the hospital, you feel like you are applying a Band-Aid to a gunshot wound. Oh, by the time someone's in the hospital, there's so little that you feel you can do as their nurse to actually help them become well and healthy. And so now it really feels like I'm working on the other end of the spectrum to really help prevent the reasons that brought people to the hospital in the first place. There's always that inertia just staying with uh, where I was at. And there was a point where I was thinking about uh, leaving, you know, five, 10 years ago or something. But, you know, then I realized that that pension was worth staying for to secure that. I haven't regretted it at all. It's uh, much easier in my family and uh, friends. It's, you know, they see the change in me too. Being part of the great resignation was definitely the right move for me, for my happiness and my well-being and my career goals. My advice is that it's never an entitled or unserious position to take that you deserve to be treated with respect when you're at work whether it's customers or your boss. And being treated with respect at work also includes being compensated fairly for your work. I think that I've learned about human fortitude. My own, my coworkers, patients, their family, the providers at the hospital. I mean, people are really, really strong and able to overcome so much. And yeah, human strength is just somehow we can just continue to tap into it even when you feel that there are no resources left. I really encourage people to talk to their coworkers about how their coworkers are feeling, what leverage they have with their coworkers to improve their conditions at work. And to never lose the ability to imagine that your life can get better in different circumstances, or that even the act of deciding to change your life can make it better.
Thanks again to everyone who wrote into Curious City to share their stories. We've got a few more on our website. Go to wbez.org slash Curious City to check those out. Curious City is supported by the Conan Family Foundation and produced by me, Jason Mark, and Joe DeSoe. Adriana Cardona Magigad is our reporter, Maggie Sivet is our digital and engagement producer, and our intern is Asia Singleton. Alexandra Solomon edits the show. Thanks for listening. Tell a friend about us, and we'll catch you back here next week. Oh, and by the way, here at Curious City, we know a thing or two about this subject of people quitting. Hey, it's Curious City reporter Monica Eng. Hey, I'm Catherine Nagasawa. Hey there, it's Curious City audio producer Steven Jackson. Hey, I'm Mackenzie Crossan, Curious City digital producer. Remember those voices? They're all incredibly talented and creative, and like so many people during the pandemic, they felt that they were just ready for a new challenge. And we're really excited for them. The weird thing about it was, they all left around the same time I was hired. So I was like, is it me? Well, I was told it wasn't me. It's not me, right? Alexandra, you're sure it's not me? It's not me. Before we start the show, we here at Curious City want to let you in on a little known fact about WBEZ. 89% of all our funding comes from community support, including contributions from curious listeners like you. If this program has changed how you see Chicago, please consider supporting this program at wbez.org slash curious. Thank you.